got nothing. Yeah, guys are terrible <clears throat> at being put on the spot. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking about right now? Gummies. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest, I'm a little bit snacky. <laughs> <laughs> there is some there is some on the desk. No one wants to hear me chew. <laughs> There's a mute function on that. Yeah, but then inevitably you're going to say something and I'm going to be like, oh, I really need to say something. I'm nom, nom, nom. <laughs> are we live? We are. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's all right. Yeah. That's the way in. That is, yeah. Boom. It seems to be the best way in. Just <clears throat> go. It's the more natural way in. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, terrific. Nice. Thank you. How, you're having any good coffee at the moment? Uh, yeah, every time, every time, because <laughs> um, I'm just not buying from shops. That just blew my mind. How can you not buy from a shop? <laughs> Do you mean like a, a supermarket, a chain supermarket? Because surely you're buying from a shop in one form or another. Yeah, sorry, I should uh, go a little deeper on that answer. That's a Zen answer and a half. Um, <laughs> so I'm not buying. Uh, like a ready-made coffee okay. from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to any coffee house at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of the coffee is either made by my fair hand, mm-hmm. uh, my wife's fair hand, my daughter's fair hand, mm-hmm. your fair hand. Mm-hmm. Right, so at the moment, every coffee, amazing. Yeah. Delicious. Nice. Yeah. Good. Which, yeah. That's kind of what you want. <laughs> yeah. Am I buying from supermarkets? Uh, yes. You're buying beans from supermarkets. Buying beans from supermarkets, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, we currently, I think we're back on Union, mm. Union Beans, mm-hmm. the the wild Yayu ones. <laughs> Great name, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. which is delicious. Good. So, yeah, the coffee is good. Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, we're nearly out of raw milk again. Don't you just blink and it disappears pretty much. It's like 10 litres a week. Yeah. Damn. That's a lot. It's a lot. Well, there's four of you. Yeah. It's not too much. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're chewing our way through that. And butter. You, you know, not, there's there's nothing that can't be improved by butter. <laughs> <laughs> Even that gummy. Like, I'm <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to think of if there could be anything. Yeah, butter's great. Yeah. 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 Happy days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a few things I want to talk about today. Um, we may or, you know, we may or may not publish, um, said podcast because the podcast that I, uh, threw you into Mm -hmm. in the deep end, Mm -hmm. um, we haven't really spoke to you since you listened to it. Not about that. Yeah. yeah, So I'm curious as to your experience. It was a stressful one um, just because of the audience and how they interacted with each other. The information that came from the podcast, I thought was um, not necessarily eye opening because I kind of come across some of that in the past yeah. through my own research, which yeah. was interesting. But it's interesting to, I guess, hear someone so unapologetically talk about it like that dude was not scared, just throwing more, if anything, like just how much can he throw at you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's like yeah. listening to that is it's like having like 12 books just thrown at you yeah, really quickly. Like yeah. all the content of the books just, bah! yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Like trying to absorb that. Yep. And you were driving at the time. 
I was, yeah. <laughs> it was quite a boring drive though. So it was quite nice to listen to because that made the three hour drive or something just disappear, uh, which was cool. Okay. Um, but I think the the real nugget from the podcast came at the end. The real nuggets kind of came right at the end of the podcast, which is quite interesting. Okay. Because... Um, so this is the Joe Rogan podcast with Alex Alex Jones. Yes. So Alex Jones, towards the end of the podcast, I think he was trying to make less of a point. So the um, the stuff he was actually throwing out was maybe more relevant to the discussion that they were having, mm. rather than just go look at this, go look at this. The senator said this. The senator said this. Yeah. Trump said this, and all that sort of stuff. It's interesting to listen to it though, to kind of go back in time. Yes. Um, and actually to the point where. Trump was still president. Mm. This COVID thing was kind of early doors. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really interesting to go backwards in time for that. Yeah, yeah. The other one I found really interesting actually about going back in time was uh, Russell Brand and Wim Hof. Mm. So th- they did a podcast uh, right back in April time. Mm-hmm. And so, so it was right at the beginning of kind of COVID and just it was it was about kind of Wim's approach to COVID you know, all the experiments that have been done on him and his blood work, yeah, right? Yeah. And theoretically how actually his breath work technique yes. would uh, stimulate the immune system uh, in the same way that is necessary to uh, defeat COVID. Yes. Right. But it's so interesting to listen to that podcast retrospectively because they're like, yeah, things will be open. And, yeah, yeah. you know, you're like, uh, you know, another, a year down the line and we're, nowhere near normal i think maybe people need to forget about this idea of new normal old (gasps) normal (laughs) it's that whole thing of like that was life back then yeah yeah. and this is now life now yeah this might be a different life yeah moving forwards a bit like that podcast that you asked me to listen to on my long drive i'm sorry it's it's absolutely fine because I guess the information I'd already come across before, so it wasn't well, anything eye-opening, but yeah. it was interesting to hear more people talk about it. Yes. But if you listen to that podcast, you're like, anything that we're living through right now is not going away. Yeah. Anything is just going to get worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, a podcast, so a podcast like that, I think you need to be in a relatively stable place to listen to. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you wait until the next one. <laughs> the one that was actually taken off Spotify. Yeah. yeah. The one that's banned. Mm. Um, it's still on YouTube, which is mm. interesting. Spotify took it off, but YouTube mm. have left it on. That one is, yeah. Okay. That's that's really full on. Okay. Just from a uh, from a pace. Yep. A delivery pace as well as topic pace. Yeah. Like you could write a book just off that, off the back of that. Yeah, Alex Jones is pretty full on. He's, but then he's really full on. I didn't realize he spent basically like eighteen hours a day researching stuff. Yeah, that's, that's what he does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, I think it's important, probably as a as a non American, mm. right? Um, you can easily make a judgment on someone like Alex Jones because of his mannerisms, mm. his voice, just the way he controls himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's worth it worth thinking let's listen to what he says mm. not how it's delivered mm. I, I used to find the same with Russell Brand actually his voice annoys me it's like a thesaurus mm. just being flopped at you all the time the dude's vocabulary is incredible yeah yeah and so you kind of have to look past the the voice yeah his message is always phenomenal mm. unfortunately his delivery system is it's the only one he's got but it's 
not necessarily to everyone's liking. Yeah. It's a bit like Paul Check. Again, his message is always phenomenal, yeah. but his delivery system is less than best. But again, he's using what he's got. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Who's the... Is it, yeah, there's quite a few people actually, just even off the top of my head that I think, yeah, actually their voice, mm. if I'm focusing on their voice, I don't like it. Mm. But what they say is so powerful. Does Yeah, you, can, you have to ignore it. That I've ignored it now. Mm. Or I've t- taught myself to ignore it. Yeah. Which is... But then it's really interesting that people say you, I guess you have problems with other people's stuff because that is a reflection of what you're struggling with with yourself. Mm. I wouldn't have necessarily said I had a high-pitched voice, so it's interesting that I struggle with people with high-pitched voices. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think you have a high-pitched voice. Thanks. Yeah. No, but like, it's just interesting that I, I seem to struggle with high-pitched voices. Mm. Like, how is that then a reflection upon myself? It's really interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> yeah. mm. Anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was a slight, a slight divergence from uh, coffee and posture a little bit. Mm. But... Um, Again, I, I've found myself listening to a couple of things uh, from some health professionals recently. Okay. And I was like, oh, I need to talk about that. Okay. Um, but the first question is, coffee and posture, mm. is coffee good for you, Christopher? No. <gasps> I... Let's be honest, it's a drug. It's one of the most commonly widest, widest used drugs available on the market. It cannot be good for you because of what it's actually doing neurologically. So everyone's like, drink some coffee when you're tired because it'll give you energy. But it doesn't. It just turns off the brain signals telling you you're tired. So you're just, you're, you're completely ignoring the fact that maybe today should not be a tough day. So you're just going to be like, I'll have three extra cups of coffee. Mm. I'll feel amazing. And mm. then I'll just crack on. No, coffee can't be good for you. <laughs> Everything in moderation though. So maybe there's a time and a place. Yeah. But I think maybe people are using coffee wrong. Right. So that was going to be my follow up. I was not expecting you just to quickly <laughs> black and white go, no, no, stop drinking it, Stuart. You're addicted. Uh, but I'm, not, I'm not saying stop drinking it. It's just thank, I think. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I think I think people have a misconception about what it is. Yeah. It's clearly a drug. Right. So so your your pertinent word was using. Mm. If yeah. you if you're gonna use, yeah, use it well. Yeah, don't abuse it. Yeah, yeah, like classic. Yep. drug advice. Yeah, but I, but I think people are people are like as soon as they wake up they're like right coffee boom. Um, last thing before before they go to bed coffee. First thing when they wake up coffee. Mm. Like coffee rules people's lives. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, I love a good coffee. Like I'll go half an hour out of my way to go to a good coffee kind of thing. Yeah. But there's got to be a point where you realize, oh, maybe I'm become dependent upon this liquid. Mm-hmm. And that's when it becomes dangerous. Yes. Yeah. Good. And cool. I also think that the amount that people consume is also borderline concerning. So there's a guy at work, great guy. He's awesome. Um, but he will spend an extra 40p on a coffee because it's arguably four, maybe five times bigger than what you and I would call a coffee. Mm. Um, or I guess what coffee snobs would call a coffee. Yeah. Because for him, volume is more important than qu- uh, quality. So when I say to him, oh, do you want to go for a coffee? And my meaning is let's go for a, a proper, decent kind of, I guess, London sized coffee would be hard. Ex- hard to explain it. Um, and maybe when he's not paying, he sees that as a good thing. But when he's paying, he's looking for quantity. He wants big, he wants. But then my concern there is just how much milk you're having. 
Yeah. Because they're filling up the cup with milk. So you're like... Pretty much. Do you really need that much milk? Like yes. If you don't want it strong, ask for a single shot, but yeah. stick to the smaller amount of milk. Yes. And when it's over and you're a bit disappointed, that's actually a good thing. You should want a little bit more. Like to me, that's the sign of a good coffee where you like, you're like two thirds of the way through the cup and you're like, oh, I, need, I want another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was in the same way, like a, a good workout. Mm. Like you, you, you should be able to leave the workout kind of going, yeah, I could probably do a bit more, but mm. I'm choosing to leave now because I feel really good. Mm. Like I'm not driving myself to, mm. yeah. I, yeah. It's a good measure of something that's delivered right. Mm-hmm. Like I you, think so. Like you leave going, hmm, yeah. I need, a, need another one. Need yeah, yeah. More. Rather than having to be like rolled out of the, the venue to be like, I'm so full. Because <laughs> I don't think you then really appreciated it because you just like gouged yourself on it. Mm. How much time did you actually spend like tasting it or like appreciating it? Yeah. Where when you want a little bit more, that, yeah. that's a good place to be. Yeah. And obviously, like you say, um, definitely uh definitely a drug you know that that thing irritates the bowel mm. you know you know you've got a problem if your only way to have a bowel movement in the morning mm. is to have your coffee mm. right that that's not a good way to train yourself to be no nope. so it is great at that though <laughs> yeah yeah it's very very uh irritant mm. to the digestive system yeah so hence why you know general recommendations are have a coffee on a full stomach mm. You know, don't do it on empty. Yeah. Give it something to work on. Yeah. Give it some help. Yeah. Which is where like bulletproof coffee comes from. Okay. You know, adding the fats in there just so that it's more nutritious. uh, It's not absorbed so quickly. Mm. Like the fat kind of slows down the caffeine absorption. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So there you go. Coffee's bad for you. I, I'm not sure I like you anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to be the, well, You already knew that before you asked me the question. Yeah, I just didn't want the truth. But you can deal with it. It's like knowing what it is, you can then regulate it. Yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Make a better decision. Yeah. An informed decision. Yes. Then you can't blame other yeah. people for lying to you. Yeah. But then everything's a drug. In some way or another, it depends how you define drug. If drug is simply something that affects the chemicals in the brain, then everything's a drug. Right. Nice. It, have you been reading my notes? <laughs> I'm not actually, no. Beautiful. I can see the book, but I can't see what you've actually written down. <laughs> and and your handwriting is illiterate. Yeah, I know. You're left-handed. Yeah, I scribble. <laughs> so, pulls me on to my next point nicely. <laughs> And I can't really give too much information in terms of where I heard this recently, but suffice to say, the uh, the line "sugar is as addictive as cocaine" came out of someone's mouth. Absolutely believe that. A professional said this. Yeah. Right. Well, so hold on. When someone says that, my immediate thought is: Have you ever had cocaine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> because. Sugar and mm. cocaine aren't comparable. No. Whilst they might light up the same areas of the brain, sugar is not as addictive as cocaine. You could come off sugar, like you could have some sugar right now mm. and then not have some tomorrow. Mm. No problems. Mm. I'm not sure the same could be said for cocaine. Like if you did two days on cocaine, <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. And then when, yeah, I'm not having any on the third day. How's your life going to be? Well, there is a come down factor to cocaine. But with sugar? I think it's a less noticeable come down factor. You do six months no sugar 
and then I'm going to give you some sugar and let's see how you react. Yeah. I just, it's not, so it's not the same as cocaine. I I just think it's a wholly irresponsible thing to say. And, and the quote is totally, totally misrepresented where it originated from. Okay. I have no idea where it came from. Right. So the original quote says that the need to come back to have sugar, right? So visiting sugar throughout the day, Mm -hmm. i.e. I feel low, I have sugar, I feel low, is analogous to someone who has a cocaine addiction. Okay. Right? That makes way more sense. That makes way more sense. But people just hear what they want to hear. And now sugar is as addictive as cocaine. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But if that's the case, then there's a lot of other things that are as addictive as well, right? Because anything that lights up that area of the brain must be as addictive. Yeah, we're just fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Like that little supercomputer in my pocket, that's probably more addictive than anything ever. Boom. Yeah. But then how could that be a drug? Because I'm not ingesting it. And you're like, oh. but its effect on you is still very drug but related. You, you, yeah, you may not be ingesting, you're certainly consuming. I am. Mm. I am consuming it. And those same parts of the brain light up. Yep. Yeah. It is interesting how quickly you can detox from it, though. Yes. So digital detoxes, it can happen quite quickly. Yeah. Physical detoxes require a bit more. Yes. Mm. Yeah. There's there's actually a good book on um, detox, detoxifying your children from technology okay yeah and my my brain can't remember the title okay but wouldn't they be more uh, they would have a better ability to detoxify themselves anyway because they're children like their systems just run slightly faster more efficient like as we age all of us get a little bit like worse i I think maybe they're they're not quite so hardwired okay like they're not a child, a child is a little bit more um, supple and right. uh, open to suggestion. Mm. Where you kind of go, yeah, we're gonna mm. ground you out of technology for you know a couple of days, and you'll feel better. And mm. you know that there's a little less resistance, maybe. Mm. Whereas like a human, like an adult, yeah, there's a lot of stubbornness to try and overcome as well. Yeah, I'm not saying children aren't stubborn, but mm. adults are incredibly stubborn. Yeah, big time. I did see a title of an article, but I didn't read it. That was very interesting. And it spoke about how scientists think EMF um, radiation is actually messing up bees Mm. and it's causing them to lose kind of their memory of where they were going to get pollen and stuff. Yeah. It's really interesting that. I think the book's called Toxic Childhood. Okay. But it's about, it's it's about where do the toxins toxins come from? Yeah. Where does it come from? And then how to detoxify. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good book. I didn't realize... This is maybe related, maybe not, but I don't realise that the electromagnetic field generated from a human's heart stretched so far outside their body. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So that's that's why you kind of get like, I guess some people would describe it as like an aura mm-hmm. or like they, they can sense the person's energy when they walk into the room. It's actually they're picking up on the electromagnetic wavelengths coming off the heart. Yeah. And off the body, but predominantly yeah. off the heart. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realise it stretched so far outside of the border of the body. Yeah. There's um there's a whole research uh institute um that sort of looks at the heart in mm. terms of how to um how to nurture it and and sort of meditative pr- 
practices to do for the heart. So it's called Heart Math. Oh, wow. Yeah. So have a look at Heart Math. Yeah. It's okay. Really, it's really cool. Is that because the heart's probably like just a massive chakra center? Mm. Well, it has to be. It's kind of, it's yeah. kind of so nicely it's, positioned in the chest. So they teach you this practice called coherence mm-hmm. where you're looking to gain coherence between your mind and your heart. Ooh. Yeah, and they have got, you know, really simple techniques, but they've got all sorts of little bits of gadgetry and tech to assist you. Okay. So you can see this coherence pattern working or not working. Yeah, it's really good. Heart, right. heart math. I'll check it out. Mm. Okay. Cool. I've, I've got the book. Thanks. Of course you do. Course. You got, yeah, your bookshelf's great. <laughs> it's big as well. Needs to be bigger. Mm, does need to be bigger. <laughs> need a library. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, they're going out of fashion. Perhaps I could buy one. You probably could, actually. Yeah, councils are probably selling it off yeah. super cheap soon. Yeah, go buy a library. Mm. Oh, that'd be great. Just want this building. Yeah. <laughs> Personal collection. Yeah, that would actually be really cool. Put a chair in the corner. Yeah. Done. Yeah, fireplace, like wood-burning <laughs> stove and a chair and a dog that just permanently just sleeps there. <laughs> <laughs> just for aesthetics. Yeah, do they do uh, like Android dogs yet? Like a droid, like a drone dog thing? They do, but it's not hairy. Ah. Oh. Damn it. Just throw a rug over yeah, it? Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> sheep sheep's foot rug or something. Oh yeah, it's Boston Dynamics. They do yeah. that. They do that. Yeah, thing. they do, yeah. And we just get a sheepskin and put it on top. Yeah. Jobs are good. What do you want this thing to do? Just sit there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just take the battery out. Occasionally bark at nothing. <laughs> what else you got in your notebook? Yeah. So uh, the other thing I've got on my notebook is this idea of uh working off calories. This is a sticky situation. Are we sure you want to get in, into this? Are you talking about calorie defi- deficient diets and stuff? And just, just the general idea um, th- that people easily fall into this idea that well, it doesn't matter if I'm going to eat this tonight because tomorrow I'm going for a run or I'm cycling a hundred miles or okay, yeah. I'm scratching yeah. my butt on the sofa for ten minutes. Yeah, I got you. This idea yeah. that calories in and calories out is a very simple formula that must work well yeah quick maths quick math (laughs) two plus two yeah Yeah. my basal metabolic rate is let's call it 1800 calories a day yeah so if i eat 1600 calories a day losing weight yeah yeah because maths right yeah because math yeah exactly except all you're going to get from that equation is feeling like shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i can understand how people get caught in that trap because if you're saying you gained weight because you ate too many calories and didn't work out enough. Mm-hmm. So surely by working out more and eating less, I changed that equation to be in my favor. You'd have thunk so. But that's not how the body, that's not how the body's system of storage of fat and energy works. No, no, it's way more complex. Massively. Yeah. Also because I imagine the same people would probably be low carb on their approach to a calorie deficient diet. Mm-hmm. Because obviously carbs were the single thing that i ate that made me get fat yes and then they would also probably not eat dietary fat as well so those people are already not consuming the two two out of the three um major things in a food Mm -hmm. triangle Mm. and then then just focus on the on the macros and the protein you're like oh you've already massively thrown off that sort of triangle yeah because I saw something the other day, I think it was from Ray Pete that said, if you just consume protein by itself, you then start a massive chain reaction of hormone release that basically puts you in a flight system. 
Cor- yeah, correct. Just protein. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you have to no carbs without protein. No protein by itself. There's some simple rules, yeah. Yes. Yeah, there really are some simple rules. Um, you know, and people don't uh look at the quality of a calorie. Because not all calories are made equal. They are not, but they're not. People think they are. Well, they're not. Because fat is still the best source of calories. Yeah. Pound for pound, pound. it's still the best. Agreed. But it just requires more calories to unlock the calories. Mm. So people are like, no, that's not a efficient um energy cycle to chase. But you're like, well, you've only got a few, so you, you don't have that much of a selection choice. Yeah. But fat's a great energy system. Yeah. So if you were going to sort of long endurance sports, fat is your friend. Absolutely. For quick, I don't know, uh, reaction type sports, sugar is your friend. Mm. Just because of how the energy systems work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's not bro science. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not bro science. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, because if the biggest guy in the gym didn't tell me, it can't be true, right? Yeah, bloke down the pub said so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. When he's got that big beer gut. Yep. And yeah, yeah. I don't really eat much. <laughs> but you drink it. You, yeah, you, you drink your calories. <laughs> mm. And guess what? The quality of those calories mm. is really poor. Mm. And and yeah, you con- almost constantly getting into little discussions about calories is a really interesting thing because people don't equate quality. People don't equate, they do the simple yeah. equation in terms of, well, yeah, a thousand in, 2000 out. Great. I'm losing weight. Yeah. yeah, I'm losing weight. But you're not. No. How would you fix it? Um, Say someone came along to you after doing six months of that sort of way of eating. Yeah. How would you approach that? I guess, first of all, is ensuring that they recognize what they're doing doesn't work, mm. right? Um, and, and make sure that it's not just focused on, let's say, weight loss as an example. Because mm. for some people, like, oh, yeah, I lost weight. Okay, how did you feel? I felt like shit. Mm. Okay, it didn't work. Like, you should be able to, yeah. you know, are your goals achievable? Mm. Are they sensible? You know, are you aiming for something that's, idealistic or something that could actually happen Mm. you know you're a truck but you want to be a ferrari like let's be honest with ourselves Mm. first of all um we need to get you to a van first yeah kind of yeah but guess what you you probably never likely to be Mm. a ferrari if you were built like a truck Mm. Do do you know what i mean yeah there's some physiological factors that come involved yeah um so make sure that they are aware that their old strategy definitely doesn't work. Mm. And really it's an education process. Mm. It, it's not about telling them what to eat. It's, mm. it's about we need to actually, you need to be ready to learn how the body works, how mm. the systems work, um, so that you understand how this works. Mm. Um, but from a simplistic answer, if I want you to expel more calories, mm. right, I'll phrase it differently. If I want you to expel more water from your body, mm. what would I do to you? More water. More water in, right? Mm. More water in, more water out. Like if I get you drinking three, four liters a day, mm. you're going to spend more time on the toilet, mm-hmm. both peeing and pooping. Mm-hmm. And to some degree, simplistically, calories are the same. Mm. The quality of the calorie counts. Mm. But if you want to be burning more and feeling good at the same time, mm more calories have to go in. 
I just immediately started thinking about a, like a campfire. Yeah. Because again, like if you want that fire bigger, you put on more wood and then the fire gets bigger. Yeah. Your, the internal metabolism is exactly the same. Yeah. But then if you put on maybe wood that's a little bit too old, that's maybe a little bit damp, mm-hmm. it doesn't burn as well, but it still burns. Mm. And that's exactly the same thing here. Yes. It's like how big of a fire do you want each day? Yeah. You have to feed it. You have to give it fuel. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, energy reserves are used differently in the body. They yeah. cannot just be instantly called upon to feed that fire. No. It's not how that system works. No. Fat stored on the body is fat stored on the body. That's like putting stuff you own in self-storage. Yes. It's not just there to be taken off the shelf as and when you need it. It's not how it works. Yeah, it yeah it's not that simple. Mm. Definitely not. So yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a slower process, mm. but you didn't put it on overnight, so nope. you can't expect to lose it within the next six weeks. Mm. Mm. But you see, um, so here's another issue that that comment there. I didn't put it on overnight. Some people who are into this habit of weighing themselves on a daily basis, mm. right? Um, they can see a huge weight shift mm. overnight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's say they, they generally, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Mm. And then they go out for a blip for a bit of a meal mm. out or whatever. And they can see like a kilo increase yep. overnight. Yep. So they freak out. Yep. Like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. What I just did. How, how did I gain so much? They literally think they gained that much weight. Mm. They, mm-hmm. they think from that previous evening to the following day morning, mm. the food that they consumed got metabolized. Yep. And all of a sudden stored as fat. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. that radically quickly, they believe that has just happened. Mm-hmm. And hopefully just me saying that out loud is enough for people to go, yeah, that can't really happen. Yeah. Like the body doesn't work that quickly. Nope. <laughs> yeah. That extra kilo is just the extra kilo of food and drink that you consumed. Right. Yeah. There's, there's stuff in the gut. Mm. Um, perhaps there's a little inflammation that occurred mm. from what you consumed. Yeah. Maybe. So it's taking a little bit longer to process. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) But if you don't know, you don't know. So we're coming at this from a standing, from a, we've got this information already. Yeah. But I even remember when I first started learning at this, learning about kind of the body in college and they were talking about BMI tests and both of our BMIs would say that we're obese. Yeah. Even though I actually think I'm probably in one of the best shapes I've ever been in. Yeah, check you out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting there. Lockdown's been good to me, actually. Mm. Um, where a lot of people probably put on weight during lockdown. Yeah. I used it to actively lose weight. I was really kind of conscious about what I was consuming. Um, and it's working. Um, I think I'm almost maybe even tightening up the belt a little bit more. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> just measuring weight is that's a very small part of a very complex equation yeah it's it's a it's a method of measure but it's not the only one good one you shouldn't really rely on it no maybe if your scale had electrical impedance Mm -hmm. that would be better because Mm -hmm. at least it's going to give you an idea in terms of how much water volume have you got how much bone volume how much muscle volume yeah and then you can actually see okay what is the body actually doing okay so i put on an extra kilo overnight but the water volume's gone up. Right. So I'd like to think that that one kilo is water. Agreed. You have to be careful about the way that you're measuring things and letting those measurements influence how you look and feel. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why does weight actually matter? Yeah. Like you don't go buy your clothes and weight. 
Mm. It's not like, oh, you can, here's a size 70 to 80. Like that's not how it works, <laughs> but that's not how it works. But, but by weight being someone's sort of like gospel, mm. that's kind of how they're ruling their life. Mm-hmm. But I even imagine how close the moon is to the sun would have an effect on, not to the sun, to the earth, how close the moon is to the earth would have an effect on the total weight of a human. Cause it will arguably ever so slightly increase gravitational force. And then that will affect the amount of water in a body. And I think it would make you a little bit heavier. So basically what you're saying is if you've got a weight problem, blame the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's either that or the, I'm just big boned. Uh, I love it. But it's possible. Uh, Why not? It's probably actually probable. And no one's ever looked into that one. No one's going to pay for that study to be done. Let's be honest. (laughs) Cause no one's going to be able to sell anything off the back of it. You should do like, um, chart your weight mm. against the lunar cycle yeah you should ah oh, like weigh yourself at night yeah yeah same time oh that's that's really interesting you'd need some quite accurate scales you would and when was the last time someone checked the accuracy of their scales that they keep in their bathroom like when was the last time someone got a 10 kilo weight that they knew was 10 kilos and put it on to see if their scale said 10, 10 kilos. kilos yeah <laughs> because scales have to be recalibrate. The word collaborated, no calibrated, calibrated. Yeah, you were there, all the letters were correct. (laughs) Um, but they have to, yep, like that's that's just how it works, yeah, absolutely. But it's really that that I genuinely I probably won't do it, but (laughs) the idea we need to find someone that will do it, yeah, someone will do it, Mm. of course, someone will do it, but we need, yeah, we, we, if anything, we need someone who's interested enough that's done their weight in the past mm. tracked it day after day and then we say right now map it to the lunar cycle yeah, map and it see what it. changes yeah i wonder if any instant changes oh. would happen at certain lunar cycles mind blown it's got to happen Great. like it, it literally moves bodies of water yes like the ocean yeah so why the hell not why the hell not yeah and then you also wonder if the moon being in certain cycles around the sun would also have an effect because yeah. you, you have to wonder if when the the earth is closer to the moon, does gravity get stronger or weaker? Mm-hmm. And although I'm talking like percentages, like even if it's 1%, like 1% increase is still a lot on something that's constant. So you would, you wouldn't notice, mm. but the cells on your body would. Oh, I really like that idea. Thanks. Yeah. Sounds like, Another diet book to be written <laughs> just to add to the millions that are already out there. Like, oh, maybe that's a whole new market that no one's ever thought about clutching yeah. onto. Yeah. Like release it with daily horoscopes and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. You'd be all good. Yeah. We might actually be onto something here. <laughs> <laughs> might. Snake or salesman. <laughs> nice. I don't know what we'd do with that information, though. No. But... Maybe it would just confirm the fact that you shouldn't just be tracking weight as a metric. You should also be measuring stuff with a tape measure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Looking for areas of loss or gain. Yes. And if you don't want to use a tape measure, I know of some companies that do it with artificial intelligence scanners. Where it, uh-huh. scans, it scans the body and actually maps you to, and then it tells you where, where you're losing and gaining. Oh, that's well Gucci. Yeah, it's just creating a 3D map of your body. But it's, it's pretty Gucci. It's quite expensive. I'm sure it is. It's sub 500 though. Okay. Pounds, not 100,000. <laughs> <laughs> 500 million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's pretty Gucci though. Yeah. 
Amazing. And uh, that that's my notes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So time for a coffee. Coffee time. Sweet. Nice. <laughs>